Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show, and I'm very honored to have with me Lizzie uh, Savetsky, who uh, I heard on on the Sid on the Sid Show, and I thought it was one of the most beautiful and uh, moving explanations of why uh, you really have to uh, trade. Oh, let's say a lot of uh, of the of the of the Palestinians for, you know, even one Jewish life. On the other hand, as a former mayor and having worked for a president, and I, I kind of think it, there has to be a different decision by the government. But I re- really would like her to express herself because she can express it a lot better than I can. Uh, and Lizzie is an outspoken activist for Israel and the Jewish people. She works with numerous nonprofit and uh, philanthropic movements. Uh, she was an honorary grand marshal for the Celebrate Israel Parade. I mean, this is a woman who doesn't just talk, she does. And uh, I'm very honored to have her. Lizzie, how are you? Hi, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you, Mayor Giuliani, for having me. Um, I so appreciate your support yeah. and your kind words. Well, Lizzie, tell me, uh, so you're, you're uh, Bibi Netanyahu, and you're faced with... Um, to get back uh, 10 Israelis, you have to give up, let's say, 30 Palestinians. Um, now, you, you, I'm really tell me how you, know, you tell me how you how, how you analyze that, uh, because I sort of come from law enforcement, the sort of school you don't negotiate with the terrorists because it encourages more of it. So tell me how you how you get through it. You're right about not negotiating with terrorists. And um, it's a really this is an issue. I'm torn between my heart and my head. And, you know, my heart is 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 going to win this one, though, because um, I really it says in the Talmud that to save a life is to save the world. And, you know, Golda Meir, who's a hero of mine. Me too. She said she said, um, that we value life and that's our strength. And some might also say that it's our weakness because we are dealing with people who do not value life. We not only value the lives of our own people, we value the lives of everyone. We care for terrorists in our hospital in Israel. Um, and I say we, I mean that the people no, of Israel. No, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know you do. Book. And you should say um, we and, because you've done so much for them. You are, uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm part of Israel too. I've been there a great deal. I, I went there after several yeah. bombings, and uh, so I feel like I'm part Israeli also. So, Yeah, we, we're so incredibly grateful for your unwavering support. Um, it means it means the world in a time where we feel like we have so little. But, I, yeah, I mean, it, and it is, our, it is our weakness in the sense that we are dealing with people who do not, or I don't even want to call them people. I know. They don't value, they don't value any life, not of their own or anyone else, you know. They, this, so um, it's a very tough situation. But it, how, can we, how can we pass up any opportunity to save, to save these people? And I see these videos of these children. You know, I've, got, I've gotten very close with several of them. Of course, you see it, and your heart, your heart so, goes out to them, and you want you. You want to give up your own life to let them live. I, I, but yeah, I, I, I want, mean, I want... listen, I, I don't think it was a good, I don't think it's a good deal. And we saw today oh my gosh, that no. the two terrorists, did you, you saw today that the, the two terrorists who, who murdered those three innocent Israelis were prisoners in Israeli prisons for terrorist activity. 
were released and then went out and murdered, right murdered these innocent Israelis. So this is this is what we deal with. So here's here's here is uh, here's, here's my thinking on it. Going back to 2011, when they released uh, 1,027 Palestinian, mostly soldiers, killers, for one uh, very very for brave soldier. Yeah. Uh, almost immediately, within a year or two, uh, there were documented killings by the people they released. Um, there were six, actually, in 2014. Well, the current leader of Hamas, what, I mean, the, the mastermind behind October 7th, Sinwar, so, was one so of the prisoners that was released. When you're making that calculation, aren't you saying, I'm going to save one life, but how many people are 1,027 terrorists going to kill? I may be killing 1,000 people. I think the answer is that we don't know what the future holds. We can only live in the present moment. And I would say that we get out every hostage that we can, and then we have to go in with full force. And do, um, and do you think that that deal that they did, the one for 1,027, don't you think it encourages them to continue to do that? Like, they don't do that to us. Well, I think that that we, was – I think that October 7th was a response to that because they saw – how much we value life and they want to use that against us as a weapon. And it very much works because but, we, as the Jewish people will always hold that value. It's, it's something that is in our genetic makeup from our <laughs> I very I guess beginning. I'm asking you, do you think you should rethink it in light of how it is exploited by the opposition? So in Afghanistan and in Iraq, right? The American army killed more civilians than the IDF has killed. You know that. I mean, this whole idea that, that you guys, that you guys Nobody... kill civilians is ridiculous. You do. You, there's no army that I've ever heard of that goes out of its way not to kill civilians the way the Israeli army does. Exactly. Any decent army doesn't kill civilians, but they don't get themselves too upset about the fact if civilians are in the way. Sorry. I mean, we've got to keep our soldiers alive. Well, the Israeli army is the most moral army in the yeah, world. Of course it is. That is because we value every life, even the lives of people yeah. who want to kill us. And no, I mean, I, I just, this is who we are and it's, and I, I, it's not going to change. And I'm, I'm grateful. I'm not in the position of prime minister because I can't imagine the, uh, this choice and this challenge. Yeah. Oh um, my goodness. It's terrible. That BB is in. No, you don't want to make, you you don't want to make this choice because as the prime minister with the experience that BB has, he knows that it's not just a speculative. I mean, he could have almost predicted that these people are going to go kill somebody right right away even just to make them look bad they'll do it of course I and mean, they'll do it to, sh- to show you what you know see but uh the world has this obsession with israel that it doesn't have with any other country and uh you know it's, it's you're right it's very hard because it, the we're, we're fighting not only this war on the ground but we're fighting in the court of public opinion um and you know with social media it's a whole a whole different animal these days and 100 percent um the, all the propaganda you're fighting all of the political uh prejudice that's involved in uh colonization and all this other stuff but you're also fighting exactly. the ancient uh and the most horrible prejudice in the history of the world which is uh hating jewish people exactly. uh there's exactly. there's an element of that in this beyond just the usual political uh, hatred that's involved and positioning that's involved and it's a terrible thing. I mean, yesterday... It's the um, core of it all is that it all comes down to anti-Semitism because anyone who can look at October 7th and the rape and the murder and the kidnapping and not be able to condemn it at their very core, there is just 
this intense Jew hatred because there's no other there's no other situation like this where the world would either stay silent or align with the terrorists. Yeah, this is like a, this here. is this is like a group of young Americans, the ones we see out on the street, uh, uh, holding a demonstration for Hitler. Yep. I mean, if back in 1938 or 37 or 35 or whenever, if we had a big demonstration in front of Rockefeller Center because we were being too hard on Hitler. I mean, it's, 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 exactly. it's absurd. It's, it's absurd exactly. what's, ha- what's happened to us. And it, it, uh, it's very, very sad. And it also says some very dangerous things about our country if we don't straighten it out. We've, well, that, that, we've lost, we've lost our moral compass, America. Exactly. A hundred percent. We really have. And, you know, I, I, we hear a lot of nice things that come from the, our political leaders, but we don't really see any action. We're not, you know, it's um, the, the future does not look uh, does not look good for us right now in the current situation. And I worry I'm a mom of three young Jewish children. How old are they? I worry about our future in this country and if we will be safe. Because people are seeing just how much they can get away with, you know, being able to hold up a swastika in front of the Christmas tree lighting, as we saw last night in the streets of New York City um, and not being properly punished for that. It's just we're opening up an opportunity for so much hate. I can tell you without doing any of this, I told you so. There'd be no way in a million years if I were mayor that would have happened. Just wouldn't. And it would have been over as soon as it started. Uh, you just wouldn't get to do that if you had a decent mayor and a decent government yep. and people who had decent morals. And uh, we got to get back. We got to get back to that somehow. Uh, we deep in our we really bones, do. we're a great country, and we've got to find it again. But thank you, and thank yeah, you, and thank I, you for I, your I analysis. I have to hold on to hope. But a lot I of people do. Don't. I have to hold on to hope. It's a beautiful explanation. It's a perplexing one, and it's an, from a, a practical point of view, it's an annoying one. But it's a beautiful explanation of of one of the reasons why uh, the the Jewish religion, the Jewish experience has given so much to Western civilization. Uh, I mean, you know, you're one of the three, four main pillars of the greatest civilization in the history of the world. And that's another thing. People don't value Western civilization any longer. No, they don't. And that's the biggest irony of it all is that our far left has now aligned with the most extremist jihadist ideology and it's just it's it is the most pro- it is t- totally ridiculous people look at look at the uh uh the gay and lesbian community I know. Uh, marching I know. for hamas i mean hamas had killed them in two <laughs> seconds if they, they, i know, they would, if, I know. If, it's 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 mind-boggling it's truly baffling and and these women's rights or you know the u.n women won't won't condemn the the rape that happened and it's, you know, women's organizations that are aligning with Hamas. It's just, it's, it doesn't make any sense. So I, I really you one believe that's the root of it all. Before we go, yeah. when yeah. you take a poll nationally, less than 10% of the American people support Palestine. And uh, well over 70% support Israel. The rest are undecided. But the actual support for Palestine, not even Hamas, we get beyond Hamas. Hamas is about 2%. So it is a small group of people making a lot of noise also. But we got to activate right. the rest of the country. The rest of the country, uh, uh, 70, 80 percent support wiping out Hamas. So I think that the problem is that people are too afraid to speak up because they don't want to get, you know, this whole cancel culture thing. And the, the, it, what has been so brilliantly done is that 
they uh, that the the word Zionist has become equated with the word racist, and the worst thing to be called this day and age is is a racist. And so people don't want to say that they support Israel because then they'll be lumped in with the worst with the worst thing that with the worst category. And so they may support, but they're not they're not being vocal. And that's why I'm out there trying to just empower people to speak up and say they stand with us. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Well, thank you very, very much, Lizzie. We'll talk again. And you really make a very, very big contribution. God bless you. And God bless Israel and the United States. Amen. Thank Thank you. you. So nice to be here, Marriage Really, honey. I appreciate it. Thank you.